Welcome, I am Rayanne Hall, and this is The Optimistic Choice. Today's guest is Jill Roundy, and the topic is spiritual mindset. Welcome, Jill. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so grateful to have you um, on, on the show, and you are a repeat guest, my first repeater. <laughs> I, and you were kind of there, I was thinking about this this morning, um, and by the way, for all those listening, this is a really, really good friend of mine for many, many years, since the 90s, I can't believe it, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I was thinking about you because you were like my second guest, I think, you were at the beginning of my um, doing this podcast. And so that was my first season. And now you're closing out my second season. So I do it in season. So you're my last one for season. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so it's an honor to have you in both seasons. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I know that um, some people remember about you, but a lot of people will need a refresher. Tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into this amazing topic. Okay. Okay. So there's, well, okay. About me. Isn't that the hardest question to answer? Yeah. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah. When we met through my first, uh, you know, the first podcast that we did together, I know that we did discuss, um, kind of some of my journey of being positive through trials in your life. And just as a quick cap, um, I have four daughters and they're amazing. And my husband, um, had committed suicide. Um, I guess it's been 11 years now and just kind of, we discussed a little bit of that process of how you endure that time, what, um, our mindset is, how we can, um, take hard experiences and still progress and become who we're supposed to be. Yes. So a little bit about me though, I love work. I, I, I um, have done real estate in the past and I do have a new position now at Legacy Village of St. George, which is my passion with seniors. So I get to basically have a cruise ship on land for all the seniors for their independent fun living. And, and then also we do memory care and assisted living as well. So it's kind of a fun adventure. I love that you approach it with fun and that you have a passion for the elderly um, because we're all going to be there someday. And I want to have someone like you helping me. Okay. And, you know, I'm a yellow in the color code personality. So that's fun. That's what the core motive is. So that's a trigger for me. <laughs> and I love that you approach it with, you know, an optimistic attitude about them enjoying every day of their life through their journey because they, they've lived a, a life's legacy. So I love the name of the company too. Yeah. What a great fit for you doing marketing there and, and just loving on these wonderful people transitioning into a, another phase of their life. That's really cool. So um, what made you pick the topic spiritual mindset? So I think that everything to me feels spiritual, everything, um, whether we're a spiritual person, we believe in God or not, um, that, that is an individual decision, but, um, spiritually, I feel like we all have, um, something deep inside of us that is a trigger that can be a positive or a negative and can create motions, which in, in that sense, it creates our actions. Uh, so how we look, our perspective at things, um, what choices that we're making, whether we, you know, I guess some people look at it as whether we're optimistic or pessimist, you know, it, you know, what, um, 
if the glass is half full or half empty, but I think that if we acknowledge that, um, that spiritual mindset, that why are we feeling the way that we're feeling, um, even with our interaction with coworkers or with confrontation or with hard trials in our life, then why do we act the way that we do, or why are we feeling the way that we're feeling, um, can be a huge understanding for us on our next step, what we do from there, from those feelings or those emotions. Oh, yeah. Uh, it deepens everything when you can get to the root of that. You know, we are spiritual beings having a human experience and tap into that and honor that and invite more of it. It can help us handle things and get to optimism. So I think it's a total great fit. Have you had any experiences recently that helped you with your, you know, seeing how spiritual mindset has helped you? You know, I think that, um, you know, we had, we visited for a few minutes before just kind of just to see what, um, so we can keep this at the right time because you and I can chat forever, right, Ryan? Um, which I love. I love that about you. I, you know, I, I visualize lately because there's been so many different experiences that I've had, um, just even in the last year for me that I visualize because I'm a visual person anyway, but if I'm standing in this center room and around me are 15, maybe 20 doors and they can go all the way around me. And if every single one and each door would represent maybe something going on in my life, it could be my personal relationship with one of my children. It could be a trial that I'm going through um, or a hardship or the stress with, you know, whatever, you know, and, or learning something new because, you know, with my new job, it's, it's great. There's tons to learn, you know, but you have to shut that door sometimes so you can absorb everything else. So visually, I visualize myself standing in that room. And one gift that I feel like I have been given is that I could close all those doors. If I need some personal reflection, which we all do, we all need to be able to say, I just need to breathe for a minute. You know, it's okay to not have to do anything. It's okay to not have to um, have this expectation that I have to be doing something at this moment, this time right now. you and I were having this conversation. That's one of the doors that's open. All of the other doors can be closed so that we can focus and I'm present with you and you know that we can have that conversation. And I think that that's important when we're talking to other people or you know, when we're interacting at work or friendships or, um, but there are times that we have a trial or something that's just pressing and so hard that that door just comes flooding open and we don't have any control over it, you know, it floods in. And um, if, if we can control the other areas of our life, I think that that's a blessing for us. We can, sometimes we do need to take care of things and stop and, you know, put out the little fire, whatever it may be. Balance is really more about being present. That that's really more about what life is, you know, when you're trying, instead of worrying, I got to spend three hours with kids, three hours here, three, that. if you're at work, be present there. Like you said, we're in this interview, be present here. I had an experience. Um, and, and I think my daughter's okay that I share this, but, um, you know, my girl struggles still. And I had an experience three weeks ago where my daughter, she was feeling bad and she um, took extra of her medicine. And so she, 
um, she went into the bathroom and, and she started throwing up and I didn't know that she had taken it. And, um, and so she was throwing up and I knock on the door because my other daughter was a little nervous and hurt her. And I knock on the door, are you okay, honey? You know, and, and um, she says, yeah, I'm okay or whatever. Anyway, she was throwing up. Um, and so she came out and I kind of forgot about it because my other daughter had said, my stomach hurts earlier in the night, you know? So I'm thinking, crap, are we getting the stomach flu, you know? And, but I didn't think it was anything pressing. I had checked on her, you know, I'm cooking dinner for my other daughter. And um, so my, my daughter that had just thrown up, came up to me and, and gave me a hug. And, and um, she, and I, she told me that she had taken extra medicine and I said, like how much, and she, then she downplayed it. You know, um, I think it was really important for her to tell me, which I'm so grateful for. And yes. that, that comes from that communication and making sure you're present for them, you know, so they feel comfortable to tell you stuff as well. But I said like one or like 20, you know, I needed to know around about. So we kind of narrowed that down. And I said, well, we probably need to take you to the hospital and, um, she says, no, I'm fine. I threw it all up. You know, I'm pretty sure I did. I'm just going to lay on the couch and I can't tell you, but like, I had this overwhelming, I felt like this was a blessing and a gift for me. I had this overwhelming flood come over me that, you know, how sometimes when something's happening, it's really serious and it weighs really heavy on you. You kind of feel like, oh, I'm supposed to, the movies tell me I'm supposed to be going, ah, scream and run and hurry, let's jump in the car or whatever. And I didn't feel that at all. I felt just this peace and I just felt like calm over me. And, and then I realized, okay, I need to give myself just a little bit of space to absorb what's happening and make sure I make the right steps. And so she didn't want to go. And so I finished dinner, which was just a couple more minutes and I'm thinking through in my head, it's just giving me a little space. And so my analogy to that is sometimes when something happens, it's like, you know how you have those really skinny, tall, tall glass and it felt overflowing with water. And then the little more space, it, it moved it to a bigger glass and then a pitcher and space gives you more time. It doesn't take away what's in there. It just gives you more space to absorb it. And I needed just a little more time to think through things. And, and, um, so I sat down with my daughter, my other one didn't want to eat, you know, and I sat down with her and I could tell that my younger daughter was nervous and she was kind of scared. And, you know, only five minutes had been at this time passed. And I said, how are you? And she says, I'm, I'm scared. And, um, you know, she's going through a lot of emotions because she's, it was scary for her. And so I'm glad I was able to acknowledge that with her and get that connection. And I told her, I says, well, I'm going to take your sister to the hospital. Do you want to come with me and come with us? And she said, yeah. And I okay, you know, and so then I gave me just the right time. And I told her, eat a couple more bites, you know, and then I got up and I told my other daughter, I said, you know, when they're an adult, it's hard to tell them when they're a kid, you can kind of boss them a little bit. But when they're an adult, you're like, crap. And so I just got up and I just, I wasn't unkind or anything. I just said, Hey, honey, I just want you to know, I feel like we need to take it to the hospital. And she goes, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I go, I know you feel that you are, but I'm going to take you 
or we can call the ambulance and the ambulance can take you, but I think you'll be more comfortable if I take you. And I said, so no matter what I'm leaving in about five minutes, I had to hurry and run the restroom and I throw together a bag. And so I, I just didn't give her time to answer, you know, how kids like to go, but, 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 you know? And so I was like, I hurry and just went into my room and I'm thinking, oh, I hope she comes. Cause I don't know. I don't know how she's going to react or act to it. And that's the react and acting, you know? Yeah. Um, and so then I came out of my bedroom and she was off the couch. And so I kind of had a little snicker, you know, cause it's like, Oh, I'm doing it. You know, she's listening to me. And so I says, come on girls, we're leaving, you know, and I walk out the door and, and she came. And so, you know, she was fine. And, um, anyway, but it was just a good lesson to me just on, um, you know, closing those doors, giving ourselves enough time to just absorb what's going on. And if I was, you know, I still was able to take care of other things, but if I had every door in that room open and all the stress, and if I had thought that I have to act a certain way, just we can choose no matter what's happening in our life, how we're acting. It blessed me by, by closing the doors, giving myself a little bit of time and thinking through that one thing, how I want to handle it instead of just freaking out and driving in the car and frantically, you know what I mean? Not driving safe. So. Oh my goodness, Jill, what a blessing that she, she opened up to you and what a blessing that you spiritually reacted first and that you closed those doors and you just opened yourself up to be guided and, and you just eased right through it. I mean, what a, a huge example of that spiritual mindset, closing those doors and just being present for your precious daughter. And I'm glad she's okay. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's a process. It always is a process. And, you know, a lot of times we might think that, oh, I'm supposed to feel this way because, but you know, no matter what, um, I think that we can, we have the tools. Each of us have the tools to whatever's happening in our life. If we have our confidence that we need in ourselves and in the tools that have been given to us, um, whether you believe in a God and believe those tools are from him, or you believe that you learn the tools yourself, everybody has their own perspective. But I personally believe that everyone has the tools to um, overcome any trial in their life and to be able to endure it, whether people come in their way, you know, in their path to help them through that journey. I think we all have those tools to have that success. And uh, when you're describing it and, and, and putting that out there and saying that intention, I feel like you're tapping into optimism. Like you're saying that we all have the capability to do it. That's an optimistic choice right there, that statement. Absolutely. How could, how, how does optimism play a role in what, um, how you're facing this situation? Well, it's never kind of like, you know, I know we all feel this way, but when someone's kind of negative, um, I'll, I'll share an example of, of a time I was negative, which I don't know why I'm, I'm always pretty happy. So, but I remember I was going through a really hard time. My first husband, I, you know, he, um, he, 
would struggle with his depression. And there were times that like, you know, you're patient as can be, but I'll tell you, I think there was a time I went to a counselor friend and I just needed just to, you know how you need to vent a little bit. Cause that was a safe place for me. Yeah. And it, it didn't happen very often, but I love that he put me in my spot because I had vented and I'd said what I needed. And he knew he could say this to me, but then I wanted to keep talking about it. Well, that's me being negative. I mean, I know we need to work through the process of things, but I was kind of being negative for me, for me, because I'm, you know, I, I don't tend to be very like think of the worst of people, you know, I tend to think the opposite um, to a fault. But at that day, he said, Jill, pause. And I said, okay, because I'm, you know, you always can learn from people. And he said, you're whining. And I needed him to say that to me because, and I'll tell you what, I've said it to a few people since because it's a good wake up. He says, you're whining. He said, now you shared what you're going to share. And I don't think he even realized the value or the impact of what he just told me, but I wanted to be the best me. And I'm like, you're right. I am that's enough. Like I don't need anymore. And so that positive outlook, we, we all need that release to say, Oh, this is crap or whatever, you know, cause things were hard at that time for me, but I don't need to whine about it. And there's a difference between me saying, okay, this is how I feel. And this is hard. Well, as soon as you start whining and complaining, it's not productive. You get in the cycle and there's no progression from it. Get off that wheel and you can move forward. You know, even though you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you sit there. You know, I, I, it's so important to have that progression in your life. And, and anyway, it was a good wake up call to me. I thought it was pretty funny that he's called me a whiner. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, and I feel like in that moment, you made another optimistic choice by saying, being open and saying, uh, you know what, you're right. Because yeah. so often people can say something that is could be pivotal for you and you reject it. Right, right. Truth. And sometimes people on the outside of us can see something a little more clear. And, so, and a lot of times not though. <laughs> In this case it was, but you know, some I've seen people projectile on me and I'm going, that's not, you know, you're gaslighting. <laughs> so I wanted to put that little disclaimer out there. Be careful to know when they're gaslighting or when they're giving you something yeah. pivotal for you to, to move forward. And that's when you know you have a good friend because they're really truly getting to your intent, you know, a good intention for you. Yes. It wasn't, it wasn't meant to harm you. It was meant to wake you up and say, okay, how are we going to move forward? So I love that. It's all ties into this optimistic choice. And yes. I know you talked a little bit about your gratitude for that experience and really grateful that you chose to close those doors. Do you have any more gratitude for kind of what you recently went through? I can't even begin to express how I feel like once I like I said, I feel like I've always been grateful in my life. I, I, my mind just tends to go towards a positive, but there are, there are always things that we can show gratitude. And I feel like no matter what, sometimes when people don't deserve it, those are the best times to find. I mean, we can have an influence in other people's lives. Uh, huge. We come into, we cross paths all the time with people. And, you know, like for instance, I was driving my daughter that same experience to the hospital. Well, I had stopped and I was turning right. And it was, it was late at night and I was turning right. I, 
my daughter felt like she's going to throw up. So I, I was at a stop anyway. And so I'm looking for a napkin, a bag or anything. Okay. So I paused. It was probably only like 15 seconds, maybe 10, but the car behind me was so impatient. And I was like, gosh, do you know, like, but I'm not going to judge you and be mad. But if they only knew what I was going through at that moment, my daughter overdosed on her medicine. And I'm just pausing for a minute as I'm driving her to the hospital and I'm just looking for a bag for her to throw up in. Can you uh-huh. wait like five more seconds? You know what I mean? It wasn't even that long. I mean, I want to say 15 seconds, but if we knew the trials that other people were going through, would yeah. we be different? Would we treat people kinder? Would yeah. we, you know, that because we can be a positive influence for good just as much as we can feel other people's energy when we don't even have to be in the same room, but someone in another car could be angry or mean, and you could feel this awful feeling because it's, that's a heavy negative load. You know why we just don't know other people's circumstances. And I think it's so, it was a lesson to me that I said, I want to always remember that because if I'm impatient or if I'm give everybody an extra allowance for kindness, we are yeah. not kind enough, you know, and, but it, that is optimistic too, meaning we should look at the bright side of things. Hey, maybe they're going through a hard day or we don't know what people they are going through and what trials that they've just found out maybe someone you know how whatever excuse we want to say and sometimes people are just rude you know what I mean and they don't but but they still deserve kindness you know I don't I don't ever want to react because someone's chose a negative road and to have it make me less of a person you know yeah oh so beautifully said and you really don't know what people are going through and when when you've had an experience like this I I could point to some of the experience I had with Russ when he was going through those things and driving with him and taking care of him and if he was being impatient and remembering when I was impatient with another driver but you never know what's going on inside that car and it's a neat little analogy because you really don't know what's going inside uh, on with anyone's life you think you, you think you might know yes yes and and so it just err on the side of being kind and and like you said that optimism um it just it increases our outlook for a way you know for hope to shine through you know i feel like gratitude cultivates hope which leads us to optimism which brings in more joy and happiness in our life and that fulfillment. So it's not the end all be all optimism, but it's a great catalyst and yes. it's a great way to keep trying to get there each day. Right. We're going to face hard things. I'm not saying we just live on this high. I've said that several times on my podcast. We can't live at Tony Robbins high all the time, but, <laughs> but you know, to, to see that that's really wise and to get there. Well, yeah. before we do the final thoughts, do you have any other ways optimism shows up or anything else you'd like to, to I share? Just think when we're truly tested with it is when we're living a stressful situation and yeah. And so choose to be present where we're at. I think that makes it, and to give ourselves a little bit of a break too, you know, take those pauses. And so, because if we're so stressed out and our schedule is so um, scheduled to the minute, 
Some people take pride in that saying, look at all this I can get done, but is it scheduled for when someone trips and needs help? Is it scheduled that we have breaks to actually serve other people and be kind? You know what I mean? If it's so scheduled, we don't have time to serve other people. And I think that that frees us because truly I think our spirits want to serve other people, be kind and have take those opportunities. And if we're, if we're so busy, we're going to miss those opportunities or, or not, or feel too stressed to take them. Yeah. And that's all about that being present and finding that balance. And if you're in this situation, try to be as present as you can in each moment of your life, you know, instead of being distracted and having, you know, that, that really is a good, good advice, what you're giving to all of us to be present and to practice kindness and to, um, you know, to think a little bit outside of what your maybe your instinct might be or, or being so rushed that you're reacting in a way that makes the situation worse yeah. one thought ran i mean just one little quick i know we're going to wrap up here um but some people like that comes natural to me and i'm grateful it does but i've lived in my home life is different and it doesn't come natural to everyone and so in situations like that when it's not a natural for you then i've thought about okay um sometimes i have to tone it down a little bit you know because when yeah. my dog when she was little, she'd wake up in the morning and I was always in her face. Woo, okay, the day, you know, and <laughs> that was not her personality. And I learned, oh, Jill, wait, pause, sit down on the couch and just hold out your arms and your little girl will come and sit on your lap and you're quiet and you just love on her and give her a little minute to wake up and then she's all yours. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but so we sometimes have to adjust for people around us and, and some people, it doesn't come naturally too. So I think that that's where, you know, find what works for the people that you live around or that you work with that work for them as well. So we can make those adjustments and help them, you know. That's exactly why I'm drawn to the color code personality work. Cause you start to realize the different personalities that you're working with, or even in your home and your personal life and at work, and then you can adjust to speak their language. And it, it settles a lot of conflict when you realize, Oh, this person's task oriented. This person's more oriented about being, you know, peaceful and, you know, it, it's really cool, but it just, it's just attributing to your wisdom of recognizing, you know, maybe you have a white on your hands. Like I have a child who's white, who's her core motives peace. And you and I are, I'm almost guaranteed you're a yellow like me, fun, you know, because we're optimistic, enthusiastic. And yet you had the wisdom, even without the color code training, you had the wisdom to slow down and speak her language and how it bonded you. That's so beautiful. You're so great, Jill. You're just awesome. Oh, I okay. love being on here. So thank you. <laughs> well, here's our final thoughts. First thing that comes to your mind, just like we did last time. Happy, maybe you have new answers. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> happiness is? Um, having my family around me, for sure. And resilience means? When I think of resilience, I think that scars, hardship, those are beautiful things because we've been through a journey and we can all be resilient and accomplish whatever we put our mind to. Yes, absolutely. That spiritual mindset. And the, what's the first thing you notice about people? Probably their smile. And if they're kind. And what are three habits that improve life? I think, I mean, for me, because I can't tell, I believe in waking up early 
um, and taking time to meditate, think through, you know, planning your day and service. Oh, sure. that's good. Getting outside of yourself. And if you could have lunch with anyone alive or dead, who would that be? Ooh, I think it would change every week with one of a girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> I, I believe I did have years ago, uh, um, therapist had told me, um, Jill, the best therapy for you is to go to lunch with girlfriends. And I believe that because you can help each other brainstorm, you can work out the world's problems, whatever, but lunch is a great therapy, I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. I wish I lived in Vegas so I could go have lunch with you today. <laughs> or I mean, St. George. Yeah, that's right. St. George. All right. And when you die, how do you want to be remembered? Um, oh yeah, we were joking about this. Me and my girls is talking about the funeral, you know, and anyway, I, but I do want to be remembered for, um, being fair, kind, honest, um, a good friend. Yes. All of those things. Check, check, check. Already remember you like that. Already think of you like that. Don't remember. All right. And at the end of the day, life is um hopefully um one that has been a day of growth day of growth refle reflection and gratitude oh i love that growth daily reflection and gratitude i tell you this has been a growing experience for me thank you for your time jill i appreciate you having me <laughs> and everybody out there keep making the optimistic choice Oh, 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 oh,